This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey guys, Lauren Angela here. We are about to start this week's podcast episode, but first we want to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. And our website, thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com, uses Squarespace. Yes, it does. And there are a lot of cool features on our Squarespace website. I would say our one of our favorites is that you can contact us. That's how we hear from you guys. You just go to our website and you can send us a message. Yes, they have an awesome contact widget. Yes. And it's really easy. It's beautiful. And then we get our emails straight to our Gmail account. Which is nice because we just found out that we have a bunch of Facebook messages that we haven't read. There was one that was a year old. I felt like a dick writing back, but I just did. So definitely use our Squarespace website. We get it immediately. It's super easy. Um, If you want to start a website, you can also have a contact widget, which is pretty exciting and it's not hard to figure out. It's super easy. Creating your website with Squarespace is a simple, intuitive process. You can add and arrange your content and features with the click of a mouse. You also get a free custom domain. Squarespace makes adding a domain to your site simple. If you sign up for a year, you'll receive a custom domain for free for a full year. There's many cool things to check out. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com. Enter the offer code SINGLE to get 10% off your first purchase. That's squarespace.com, offer code SINGLE. Now Now let's let's start the the show. show. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week here on the podcast, we discuss a different reason why you're single. This week's reason is your imagination runs wild. Oh, I like that. Also on the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news. What's the worst way to cheat? <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. oh, there's a lot of a lot there, of aren't they all bad, Angela? But there's different ways. All right, you'll tell us later. Uh-huh. Also, questions to ask on a first date, and then we are diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions. But first, Angela, let's talk about our week because yeah. basically we got the coolest email ever that made our week. Right. It's so cool that it's the only thing that you and I can really find to talk about this week because it's just on our minds. Yes, it is very much on our minds. We got an email from Adina, who's one of our listeners. I'm going to I'm going to read this email. Read it. Read it in full. (laughs) Okay. Dear Laura and Angela, I started listening to your podcast and reading your book at the beginning of this year, around the time that I started dating my boyfriend, Daniel. As is the case with many couples, we were unsure of what to call each other at the beginning. Luckily, I was able to send him a picture of page 195 in This Is Why You're Single and gave him a choice of titles until he was ready for boyfriend. He happily picked out guy man dude until we were ready for the boyfriend girlfriend labels yesterday daniel went from boyfriend to fiance when he proposed to me in newport rhode island throughout our relationship i continued to listen to your podcast and i plan to continue doing so as your content and advice has proven useful to me in all stages of my relationship as well as when i was seeking one a few pictures of of the proposal are attached 
blah, blah, blah. Thank you for providing your audience with an entertaining, informative, and thoroughly enjoyable podcast, Adina. She also, Angela, made him a custom hashtag guy man dude shirt, and she included a picture. It, it was amazing. We should have Adina working in our merch shop. <laughs> yeah, right? Because if only we had known there was a need for the guy man dude shirt. I know. It probably uh, would sell better than some of our shirts. Some yeah, are not perhaps. selling so well. <laughs> Although we, we've sold a couple. Well, the ones you came up with, you came up with a little spoon and bit. You were like, we should make a little spoon and a big spoon shirt. And those are selling like hotcakes. A lot of the ones that I thought would be big hits are not so much. <laughs> You're winning our merch so- store. I don't know if either of us are winning because I don't know if either of us made any money off of it but that's a conversation for another time yeah um <laughs> uh but anyways this is a crazy email i mean the one thing i gotta say is you and i are very much like anti-single shamey of course and we got right. like we also got another email this week that was like i love your podcast because it doesn't make me feel bad about being single yeah like you don't read our book to like find a man no but i think it's fucking but- cool that like it helped someone right we thought we were just writing a comedy book yeah Sorry for any of you that bought it for advice. No, I'm kidding. It is an it's an <laughs> advice advice. There's a lot of advice. It but, is it's an advice book. But yeah, I would definitely say, like the page that Adina is referring to 195 has a list of of nicknames that we came up with. That was that was definitely an aspect of the book that we did not think anybody would find yeah, useful. That, that was, was like, like a joke. We were like section. Let's come up with like the dumbest names we can think of. We didn't think anybody would actually use them. We thought they'd just be like, ha ha, that's funny. But look at Adina. She made it work. I I don't know how... I feel so hashtag blessed <laughs> and honored to like have even the faintest obscure role in somebody's proposal romance love story. Yeah. It's wild. Who You know, I think that that, yeah, definitely is not something that I ever thought would happen when we oh, were writing our book. Also, like Adina kind of looks like she could be like, your younger sister does she and you like think so and her there are fi- pictures by the way guys if you go on our instagram you can see adina and daniel and her fiance he kind he kind of looks like your boyfriend well i'm really glad that the book worked for adina and daniel because <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the author or the co-author of that book is not engaged but it's <laughs> fine oh it's i wonder fine. i wonder if um if Ian's going to listen to this Perhaps episode. Ian just needs to reread the book. Yeah, he needs to reread the book for sure. Um, so anyways, we're very happy for you, Adina and Daniel. That, that's basically all Angel and I have been talking about this week is like the fact that somebody read our book and it played a role in their proposal story. Yeah, and they made a t-shirt. It's they been, like spent their own money to go ahead and make a, a t-shirt that references our book. That's also, that's, you know what, that's flattering right there. So we had an email, we had this email about somebody getting engaged that read our book. We got another email saying that somebody is happy that we make them feel good about being single. I, I'm waiting for somebody to email us saying that like we helped them with their orgy or their threesome. <laughs> I'm waiting yeah, for that. Come on guys. Yeah. Please. Come on. Um, anyways, that, that's like the biggest thing going on. Uh, should we talk about what's in the news? Yeah, let's jump right into it. Now let's talk about the actual news, not our news. Right. What have you been reading about? Okay, so it's the worst form of cheating in Marie Claire. Uh, weirdly, the, the I author... I didn't know that there could be 
like worse forms of cheating aren't they all pretty shit okay so that's kind of how they started out this article they were like obviously it's all pretty bad so just don't cheat if you can avoid it but um if you are gonna cheat a new study from dr david frederick at chapman university says that the most damaging thing you can do doesn't involve sleeping with someone but it's having an emotional affair oh my god this is what i've always like talked about or thought apparently it would be way worse if nick was like having these like deep conversations with some lady right. that he like wasn't having with me or they were like talking about like the meaning I don't know whatever the according, meaning of life or yeah and according to the study this like the majority of people agree with you that that is far worse they define emotional cheating as getting super close with someone flirting sharing messages and generally acting like a couple when you're not in a couple um oh i like that distinction because sometimes like i'll have you know pretty like somewhat no not too deep whatever it like good conversations mm-hmm. with some of my guy friends and not never to the point where i've ever felt guilty about doing anything wrong but i like that it makes that distinction i don't want to feel guilty about having guy friends and having right. like, deep conversations with them well yeah there i think there there have to be romantic motivations but it's fun to flirt a little bit not like all the time right. but it feels good when you feel Right, I'm, you're looking at I, me. You're giving me eyes. No, no, no. Because I, I, I think that it's almost healthy for your relationship if you can like go out and like f- innocently flirt a little bit. Yeah, you shouldn't be having like and get to, that, you know get it out of your system. Yes, but have no like uh, dark intentions. I no, agree. No immoral intentions. I guess it's different <laughs> if you're having like two hour conversations on the phone and texting every day and flirting. But well, that you're emotionally cheating. Maybe that's like it's the trifecta. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you can do one of the three, but if you're doing all three, right? Um, so what else but they say they said that men and women feel differently about it. So sixty five percent of straight women considered emotional cheating worse than physical cheating. But on the flip side, only 46% of men found that emotional cheating was worse. Oh, that's interesting. And they said that it's possibly related to the idea that men think physical cheating is worse because if the woman gets pregnant with another guy's baby while she's cheating, they're worried about having to raise the baby. Well, you just wouldn't, right? Well, I guess some guys would be conflicted on that. Okay, I find this statistic very fascinating because... Mm -hmm. What's the typical stereotype? The stereotype is that girls have sex with somebody and they're immediately attached, right? Right. Whereas guys have can have sex and the stereotype is is that they don't care. Correct. So it's interesting that guys normal and the normal view of that is that guys can have sex and it's not a big deal. So it's weird that they would think that cheating on somebody and having sex with them is worse. Is worse. Yeah. Is worse when they know that they can have emotionless sex. I hate to like as a broad st- generalization right, right yeah we're speaking in like broad generalizations but also i guess there are some men that like have that like kind of dated idea that it's like a woman's like it's like another guy like messing around with their i don't want to use the word property but oh don't you use know. that word but like i feel like maybe don't some use men that are word. like like that's my th- my toy and you're playing with it but i'm not <laughs> anybody's toy no and i hope that most men don't think that way but maybe some men do because some men are you know yeah, those men can go fuck themselves. No, no, but I mean, cheating's bad. But I, I, I know, I know what you're getting at. I understand what you're getting yeah. at. Where it's like, again, oh, a broad, I don't 
broad generalization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're like, where they're like, oh, like, yeah, like the stereotype of like, oh, some someone else has like been in there. Right. I mean, cheating is just bad all around. But I have to say, like, the longer I've been with Nick, like he's had, I remember he had an acting role where he had to kiss another girl. This is different than cheating, but I think it's like the same idea of like knowing that your guy is going to be kissing somebody else. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know they always say, oh, God, there's like, you know, a million people on set. It's not romantic. But hello, how many actors and actresses do we know that like end up marrying the person they met on set? So don't even get me started on the like, it doesn't mean anything on set. The first time he had to kiss somebody, I like freaked out. I was like all emotion. I was an emotional wreck at work. This the second time he was supposed to, they ended up like cutting that scene. I was like, I don't care. Do whatever you want. I don't know. Something changed where I didn't care anymore. I don't know what changed. Anyways, mm, well, that's yeah. That's, is that related? Is that related at all? Thing. I do remember in college, I had a boyfriend. Okay, well, we we had like just broken up. We were freshly broken up and still like kind of hooking up. So we were we were committed in a way. And then he contacted my best friend and was like, "We should hang out sometime." And I felt very violated just by the act, not by like nothing ever happened because she was a good. friend friend and she was like n- like no you weirdo yeah that's, but um the he should know friends are off limits i think yeah just i mean yeah that adds that also has a weird different layer to it because it was like a friend and in, involved a friend but like yeah i was just like wow that's like a, such a betrayal of trust yeah. i don't know i am I'm, I'm on board with this statistic yeah. anyway don't cheat yeah but that's interesting stuff. All right. You want to know what I've been reading about? Yes. I've been reading Cosmo. Sexy. And what do they have to say? Um, so they have the types of questions that people should ask on a date. They recommend certain questions. Now, this is different than the New York Times 36 questions that make someone fall in love right. that we talked those, about. Like Those along, are fun. Those are really fun. We talked about that on an earlier podcast. Uh so Cosmo interviewed Dr. Monica O'Neill, a clinical psychologist and relationship expert. She had some recommended questions for a typical dating sequence from the first date to the point where you're getting more serious. Um, and these are questions that she recommended asking. And I, I thought these were great questions. So these are just you can ask them at any point between the first date. Yeah, some are some questions are you want to ask earlier on, some maybe a little later, and what you're looking for are valued traits. So you're okay. looking to see if you have the same value. So first question is what made you swipe right? What made you decide to ask me out? And she says like what their answer is says a lot about them. Like if they're like, oh man, you had like some good boobs in that picture. Oh. Or if they mention who your, would say that? I mean, what do you mean? Who would say that? You, our listeners, <laughs> the same guy that, that's like, don't play with my toy. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> a lot. We get think about all the messages we get from our listeners that are that's like, true. like, oh man, you boobs are the your, most. Innocent I love your thing. fucking tits. Why don't we like? You want to like fuck? I don't want anything serious. Let's just like, I want to like come on your face like that guy. Okay? Right. Right. Uh, another question is: Have you been in love before? What kind of person do you typically fall for? Now, if you're like 16, 18, 20, like, don't ask that. Maybe this is like, like for an older person, if you're really looking for something pretty serious, but I think that's Mm -hmm. a great question to ask. I don't even know if I've asked that to Nick. I I would love to know. If he's been in love before? Yeah, I'm sure he has, but I think that's just such a beautiful question to ask somebody. There's no real right or wrong answer. I think Mm -hmm. it just, it's just interesting 
to hear what they say. I do think, though, for a lot of these questions, it's uh, important to like naturally segue into them. Yeah, you're not going to be like, oh, are you going to have the Bucanti Carbonara? (laughs) And Uh, also, have you ever been in love before? (laughs) Don't do that because that could be weird. Is Bucanti Carbonara a real thing? I don't know. I think so. You're Italian. I know. You're Italian. We don't have that fancy schmancy stuff. (laughs) We just have the red sauce. Oh, okay. Spaghetti Um, and red sauce. uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Agreed. A segue is always important. Because, I, yeah, I, I, like, know some people that are not so good with segues. Yeah, they're like, oh, hey, so that's cool. You live a few blocks, right? You have roommates. Have you been in love? Yeah. Right. So it's all about it's all about the finesse. You got to finesse it. Yeah. Um, she says to ask about past relationships on a third date. And you don't really, you know, you don't need to ask for a lot of detail. Mm-hmm. But you want to look out for if they're putting someone down. It's just a bad ah. sign. And, like. Granted, I mean, I guess some people, though, have been through some, like... Oh, yeah. If if someone, like, cheated on you, you probably have a lot of positive things to say. Yeah, yeah. No, I've I've dated guys and, like, their exes cheated and stole shit from them. Like, of course, if they're being honest, they're going to tell me that stuff. But Mm -hmm. I think if they're just like, oh, she's such a piece of shit. Like, I I fucking hate that slut. Like, if the the way they talk about women... She's a psycho. She's a psycho. Like, Mm -hmm. Like, what a bitch. Like, look for code words like that. Like the way they contextualize how they talk about women, I think, right. is what you want to look out for. Mm-hmm. Like if they, it's okay if if they're if they're the person they broke up for a reason. They don't need. I don't think you, you need somebody that's like, oh, I love my ex. We're best right. friends. Yeah, that's the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, you don't need them to be like, like uh. she's beautiful and smart and kind. Like, no, you know, I would worry. Right. <laughs> I'd be like, right. uh, did she break up with you? Do you still want to get back with her? What's going on there? But you basically want to look out for if they're putting them down in a derogatory way. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm going to tell you one last question. I really like this one. Of all your past exes and people you've dated, what is the thing they complain the most about you? Oh, I think that's such a hard question. I don't even, I mean, actually, I do know how I would answer this and it's a problem I still have, but she says you would, you should ask this on the fourth, fifth and sixth date and be prepared to answer that question yourself. And uh, she, she also gives a note and says, be careful what you say about your family. But I don't know how, how would you answer that question? Um, okay, so consistently, every person that I've dated has complained that I take too long to get ready. Okay, that is like in an interview when you're like, I'm just like too hard of a worker. No, I know. But like, really, I mean, it's actually it sounds like it's like kind of an innocent answer. But it's actually been a real uh, point of contention in a lot of relationships. I've gotten ready with you. You are so quick. No, no, not because you like when I the I'm curly like, hair is it the curly yeah, hair? Because like I can't just shower and go. I gotta like straighten my hair and then like you know if you're shaving your legs and then I gotta do full makeup. You I've like had real fights about this. You don't really take that long. I mean the hair thing I get because you've got a lot of hair and it's curly and you. Have I to also straighten it. I'll like you know get out of the shower and look at my phone and be like what's happening. Oh you're not focused. What's happening on the Facebook? Oh yeah that would piss me off too. Oh let me read this article. Okay that's about the, RuPaul. <laughs> that's the real okay you skirted around it. That's the real <laughs> issue is that when you're getting ready you're not focused. That's maybe it's an issue of focus. Yeah, I think I think you're getting ready ADD. <laughs> yes. That's accurate. Um 
So that that maybe that that's that's the answer that first comes to mind. I got to think more about it. What about you? Um, that I'm too naggy, and I always say what pe- <laughs> what people are doing wrong. I've been really I I've come miles. Yes, I've come very far. Even just me, like working with you, you've said that I'm uh. I've come very far yeah. in my self, in your self improvement, self journey, and not, not we're not, all on a journey, not with that specific thing, but just in general, right? right. Yeah. But I mean, maybe that's a good thing to talk about early on in a relationship because then, if you do that to somebody, they don't take it as personally because they're like, okay, well, she does this to everyone, yeah, or it's something that they're working on or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you want to be careful not to use this against the person, right? Like I could see this coming up in a fight, like, well, you're. You, you did this to your ex-girlfriend now you're doing it to right. me fuck you like don't do that um so yeah well, fun In- interesting question i i think i'm gonna ask these questions like six years later mm-hmm. um it's time to jump into our mailbox but first let's thank another one of our sponsors this week this podcast is sponsored by smile direct club Everyone deserves a smile they'll love, but they shouldn't have to pay their orthodontist a small fortune for it. Smile Direct Club is the first digital brand for your smile, leveraging technology to help you avoid office visits, which we hate, and cut costs by up to 70%. Smile Direct Club prides themselves on selling self-confidence at a very affordable price. Now, this is a new sponsor for us, so Angela and I are so excited to try Smile Direct Club. We already got our moldings. We're Mm -hmm. very... They were a lot of fun to do. Yeah. Laura and I uh, have pretty nice teeth, but we, I mean, I don't know about you, but I had braces in high school. No, me too. Right. And then you get your retainer when you get braces off, but I didn't want to wear my retainer because I was tired of having stuff in my mouth. So then my teeth chipped it and I wasted a bunch of money. Yeah. I had cool glitter retainers and then, I don't know, I lost them at some point. I thought my teeth were okay until my friend pointed out that two of my teeth had shifted. So I'm excited to straighten them. However, I got to say, this friend is currently getting braces in her teeth, like actual braces, to create a front gap in her teeth. That's very interesting. We will not be doing that. We are pushing our teeth together. We want our teeth straight. That's why we're going to Smile Direct Club. No offense to my strange friend who's trying to be too cool for school, but uh, we want straight teeth. Right. Um, And here's how Smile Direct Club does that. They use 3D printing and thermoforming to custom make invisible aligners that straighten and brighten your smile. There is a $95 risk-free evaluation to see if you qualify for Smile Direct Club. If you don't qualify, you get your money back. Pretty good deal. Yeah. Uh, There are board-certified state-licensed dentists and orthodontists within the Smile Direct Club network, and they are involved throughout the process to assess and prescribe remote treatment yes uh and guess what you are going to save 50 percent off the cost of the smile direct club evaluation with our hookup just visit www.smiledirectclub.com slash single now it's unavailable in north carolina but everywhere else just go to smiledirectclub.com slash single now let's get back to the show All right, Angela, you ready to jump into the mailbox? Yeah. What do we have in the mailbox? We have one of our favorite things. One of our listeners sent us in a screenshot of a weird message she got on a dating app. Oh, this is my favorite. Yeah. This is from Rachel, who was using J-Swipe. She says, my friend and I got this identical message, making it so clear he copies and pastes this to every girl on the app. 
Uh, the message was from Joshua, and Joshua said, Shalom. After a rigorously brief overview of your profile, I wanted to let you know I have already married and divorced you in my mind. Thanks for all the wonderful imaginary memories. You will always have a special place in my heart. Your ex-hubby, Josh. P.S. You can keep the dog and the Spice Girl CDs. I will keep the house in Hawaii and the Ferrari. Okay, two things. Mm -hmm. Number one, I love this message. I'm admitting it. Eh, I would eh. totally write back to this guy. You're not a fan. Eh. I love it. I, I don't know. Maybe it's cheesy, but I love it. it. It depends. Number two, why does this sound vaguely familiar? Uh, I'll tell you why. And maybe this is why I'm like weird about it is I'm pretty sure when we used to read my messages that I got, somebody sent something very similar to me. Oh. I don't think it was Joshua. I think that this is just like an approach that a lot of guys take. I want to know, is there some like weird website that only guys know about that lists messages that like they should be sending to girls it's very maybe there's like a, a reddit thread somewhere yeah. actually there definitely is maybe but, um, yeah definitely i i get why they use this approach because it's, it's like, a fun one it's like i'm putting the idea of us having a serious relationship on the table but i'm being jokey about it so i'm not like crazy and it's it's funny and shows a sense of humor without like them actually having to make a joke right you know I mean? no it's true it's it's totally true. I love that. Thanks for sending that in. Yeah, thanks, Rachel. Hopefully, Joshua. I'm sure, you know, I bet a lot of girls do answer Joshua, so. I mean, I wouldn't answer if I knew this was a message that was right. copy and pasted, but if I didn't know that, yeah, I love this message. It's true. I think the first time I got it, I was into it. It's more the repeat thing mm. that I'm like, That makes nah. sense. All right. So now we have a question to Ooh. answer from Anonymous. She says she's 41 years old, but really she feels 10 years younger. And she writes, last night I went on a date with a guy I met on Tinder. First time I ever did that. We talked for three days nonstop before meeting. The conversation was really flowing and he invited me to his place. I had an amazing time. We talked for five hours nonstop about really deep life stuff. No taboos. That's fun. Uh, a very intelligent and handsome guy. So I was feeling a great connection. Now there's one issue. He has told me from pretty much the first day that he has no sexual desire anymore. He's 31, by the way. Now I am a very sexual person. When I feel it with someone, I want sex. I want tension. I want it all. Today, after the date, he already told me he felt it from my side that I wanted to get physical, but he was glad I didn't do anything as he feels it mentally, but he doesn't want to force himself physically he literally said i thought about sex with you maybe three or four times but then forgot about it two seconds later what eh, he says it's a general thing nothing to do with me because if his body would follow he would do it um he, he she says i'm really trying to understand as i have never met a guy who doesn't like or want sex and i'm not sure how to go further with this the conversation is still going and i want to meet him again as it's hard to find people you can talk so openly with from the beginning any thoughts okay i have some thoughts yeah i have a few thoughts all right i'm gonna tell you my thoughts first okay number one i want to break the stigma that guys are supposed to want to fuck all the time because it's not true it's not fair to guys and they shouldn't feel that pressure mm -hmm. number two obviously nobody should have sex if they don't want to mm -hmm. however the way that he's explaining his feelings is really throwing me off like he's it seems like he's he's like a 
taking like a string and like swinging it in front of a cat and being like, I thought about having sex with you three or four times, but, but then I like forgot about it. So like, I'm not going to, I would totally, I would totally make a move with you, but, but like only if my body would follow. And I don't like that at all. He's, I mean, maybe he's, is just trying to like explain what's going through his head, but I feel like he's playing games with her in a way that's not completely fair. And from everything I've read, it says like when it comes to having sex with guys or with, with people having sex, they basically say like, if you are trying to wait to, for the moment where you both are like completely turned on, like a spontaneous, like horniness, you're going to wait forever. Like it's best if you just kind of like start the motion of having sex and like start hooking up and then like you'll get turned on while you're hooking up. So I think he like shouldn't be like waiting Um, to like just like be horny and like like he should just start hooking up with her. That's what he's saying though. I think he's like asexual. I think he does. He says he doesn't have any sexual desire at all. It's not like they're not syncing up. He That's just not what he's saying, though. It. He didn't say, she didn't say anything about him saying he was asexual. Um, he and he said, said that he thought he about having told, sex. He has told me from pretty much the first day that he has no sexual desire anymore. But then, I know, but then he said, I thought about having sex with you maybe three or four times and then I forgot about it two seconds later. Yeah, but you also don't know if she was like, could you picture yourself having sex with me? Like, maybe that's what prompted him to phrase it that way. Because the point of him saying that was not to say like, that he thought about it. The point was basically saying like, he's just not into sex. I think he needs to be more clear about that. And he needs to say, just so you know, I want to have just, and if he's saying, I just want to have a very close non-sexual relationship, then he's looking for a friend. He's not looking for a romantic partner. If he doesn't want to have sex with this person. Well, I mean, yeah, she should clarify with that, that with him, like what he's looking for. Because I guess there are some people that want like a life partner, but aren't interested in the physical part. And, and you that's just fine. Have to, right. That's fine. But if the this anonymous, if you're not fine with that, you have to admit that to yourself. Yeah, I, I think it's totally fair to admit that I'm a sexual person. I want to be having sex with the person that I'm with. And that's important for me. And I honestly think like maybe he's a great conversationalist. But if he doesn't want to have sex and you do, like this relationship is not going to work out. I really think there's no way around it. Yeah, I mean, we talk a lot about like the priorities that you have. Like with, this comes up a lot, I think, with like when we talk about like people that are looking for a certain religion or whatever. Like you have to think about what the top like five priorities you are for you in a relationship, and believe in those and and keep looking for something I, that meets I mean, them. I don't really think of it that way personally. I don't think of it as like a five priority thing. But yeah, I think like if you're a sexual person and he's telling you he's not you're never going to be able to resolve that in your relationship and you're always going to feel repressed and you're going to be frustrated throughout your whole time together. So right. if I, sex is a priority for you. Yeah. So I think like, yeah. as it is for, for a lot, most, I would say people. So you don't feel bad about that. No, of course she shouldn't feel bad about it and he shouldn't feel bad either about not wanting to have sex. I just think that these people seem like they're on opposite ends of the spectrum. Maybe you're right. Maybe he is asexual, I just don't like that he's – I just can't get over that phrase. I thought about having sex with you maybe three or four times and then forgot about it. Like, 
And then he's like, oh, I, I wanted to get physical, but then I'm, gl- or, I'm glad I didn't. I, I, I just don't like, I just don't like the way it's going. If he's saying, I'm not a sexual person, I don't feel comfortable having sex, that's, that's his own prerogative and he should just be very clear about it. Yeah. Well, it sounds like they're very open with each other. She said there are no taboos, so she should just, they should just have a long chat about what his like motivations are for, for or like when this started, when he stopped feeling sexual, if she thinks, if he thinks he'll ever be sexual again, and if she can deal with that. Yeah. Uh, let us know what happens. I'm very curious about yeah, this. this. I would is, love an update. I think this is a great question. This is a very interesting situation. I'm sure a lot of people find themselves in. Um, if you guys want your listener questions answered, or if you have a funny text uh, or a message from an app you want to share, email us at contact at this is why you're single show.com. You can also find our contact info on our website at this is why you're single show.com. Now let's move in to our reason of the week. This week's reason is your imagination runs wild. Yeah, this is when we let our minds go a little crazy. We've all done it. We don't hear back from a guy. We're waiting for a text. It's been 45 minutes and we think, I don't know, he's in a coma somewhere or uh, something must have happened to him. Maybe he was kidnapped by robbers or he fell into a manhole and we got to start calling the hospitals and check the Guanas Canal. Who knows? Our minds do crazy things. Right? Absolutely. Um, I when I first got together with my boyfriend, Ian, he did not answer my text for about four hours. And I just assumed we were broken up. Oh, I remember because you were meeting me for a writing session and you come and you start crying saying we're broken up. We're broken up. I'm like, he broke up with you. You're like, no, but it's been four hours. And then if I remember correctly, because I'm a I'm a Mm -hmm. good friend. I remember Mm -hmm. he was in the kitchen working that had no service. Is that right? He was working in a basement and there was no cell service, but I truly went through however many stages of grief there are. I went through all of them. I was like sad. And then I was angry. Do you even know the stages of grief? I don't, but I know that I hit every emotion that I have available to me um, in the course of like four hours. And then I felt really dumb because I feel like I went through this big emotional thing. And then he was just like, Hey, what's up? It's okay, Angela. It, help, it happens to the best of us. Yeah. Your mind can play crazy tricks. And that takes us to our reason of the week breakdown. It's easy to let your mind wander when you haven't heard from a guy or a girl. We are putting each other to the test in a game we are calling movie drama or mind drama. We are going to read each other a scenario, and the other person has to guess if that scenario is a scene from a movie, or it's a scene that has been inside one of our heads while we were dating. Right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Um, I'll go first. I think so. A girl and her new boyfriend are about to leave on a romantic trip to Europe until she finds a photo of him with a beautiful young girl by a water fountain. He, her imagination runs wild and she is convinced her lover is cheating on her. She gathers a search team to help her gather evidence and nearly destroys the relationship only to find out that that girl was his cousin. Is that a scene from a movie or a scene from Laura Lane's head? Well, it was very cinematic, but I feel like it, it came from your head because you, you, you would go to Europe with your lover. Yeah, you know me too well. 
Mm-hmm. All right, your turn. Okay. Um, things are going well for a young, unsuspecting couple until a fateful date night where they decide to watch a film about demonic possession. The next g- day, the guy stops answering the girl's texts and she lets her imagination run, run wild and believes it was because of her bad taste in cinema. I want, I want to know what was in her head, though. Um, all right. You're into like those kind of movies. So I think this was uh, your head. Yes, correct. Yeah, you got it. Um, That was not the reason that I didn't hear from this person again. Um, I think I never really got a full answer, but I'm pretty sure I I like felt guilty about choosing the movie. But like, come on, that wasn't that wasn't the reason. Oh, I get it. So he thought that like, or you thought I was like, oh, he thinks I'm like a dark sided vampire. Got it. Got it. Watch like dark movies. (laughs) Oh, that's so sad. Uh, that, that was why I didn't like me. It was another reason. <laughs> so sad. Okay. Um, next up, a single normal girl is hanging out with a single famous male athlete and a single famous TV star. She has a crush on the star, but her imagination runs wild. And she assumes the athlete would never want to hook up with some would only want to hook up with someone on his level. She nearly leaves the night in disappointment and is shocked when he makes a move on her. Is that a scene from a, rom-com or from laura lane's head i think that's a scene from laura lane's head because i know that laura lane has hooked up with an athlete oh sorry too soon <laughs> uh yeah that happened that was a cool moment i was like i was like oh he's gonna want to hook up with this like mtv person and then he was like oh my and then he came over to me and was like at the bar and he's like please save me from this psycho like she's keeps trying to hook up with me and i don't want to and i was like i like looked both ways like over each shoulder and i was like oh you're talking to me you want me to save you and you saved him this is crazy and and i like pulled him onto the dance floor and like she was giving me evil eyes and then we went back to his hotel and hooked up it was hot wow your life really is a reality show. I felt like Lainey Boggs when she had her makeover. Oh, I was like, wait, you just took your glasses off. I just took my glasses off and he was like, save me from this other, from this actual. Anyways. All right. Yeah. You're next. Okay. After experiencing some real, after experiencing some real life trauma, an innocent young girl lets her imagination run wild and begins to envision herself going on a cross country road trip with three cute guys all of whom she basically friend zones before ditching them and returning home alone um this sounds like eat pray love but but that wouldn't be a cross-country road trip um wait so she envisions going on this road trip in her imagination or she actually Mm -hmm. does go on the road trip she envisions it i'm so confused but then she friend zones them in her imagination. Yes. So it's in her- all it's she she has like a trauma and then she her imagination runs. OK, I think this wild. is a, I don't know what movie this is. I'm trying to guess, but I don't if you've had any trauma in your life, I don't know about it. So I'm going to go with movie. <laughs> You're right. It's well, The Wizard of Oz. Think oh about it. Oh, my God. Think you. about it. That was so hard. Fuck you. <laughs> Okay. All right. That was a good one. Okay. A girl has had a a, a girl has a one night stand with a doctor who she assumes she will definitely never see again. When he calls her and wants to see her, her imagination runs wild 
and she is concerned for her safety, unsure of why he wants to see her. She nearly calls the police at the encouragement of a friend. Is that in Laura Lane's head or is that from a movie? I think I know this one. Train wreck. Oh, screw you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great yeah, scene. That great was scene. That was such a good scene with um, Vanessa Bear. We yes. love Vanessa Bear. And my, you know, Nick, my yeah. hubs, yeah. his mom like goes running with her mom really or maybe they don't go running maybe they do something maybe they play a game all i know is that they hang out they're buds they're friends oh my god she should set up a play date isn't that so random uh that's that is a fun fact fun fact Nick's mom um because his mom his mom's pretty cool yeah maybe she can get vanessa bayer on the show (laughs) (laughs) stay tuned a girl can dream all right next up okay fine i think this is our last one right yeah Okay, when her guy is spending too many late nights at work, a woman lets her imagination run wild and thinks he is secretly dancing a sexy tango with his very attractive boss at a secret getaway spot. Oh, my God. I want to say, I mean, if your imagination were, if your imagination was running wild, I don't think you'd be like, oh, he's off tango dancing with his boss. <laughs> Me specifically or the, the general you? you like if this is your head i'm trying to like i'm talking this out mm-hmm. i don't think you'd be like oh he's tango dancing with his boss that'd be so random right um, um unless I'm going, the boss has a history of tango dancing i'm going with movie it's a movie <laughs> yes uh it's a great movie called look who's talking now the the <laughs> third installation of the look who's talking films i love that yeah this was a fun game we were having trouble coming up with a game for your imagination runs wild. And this was a really fun game. Yeah. And I, and I think the point, what's our point here? Don't let your imagination run wild. Don't. I've been reading this new book called The Four Agreements. And one of the agreements is not to make assumptions and just never make assumptions. It does mm-hmm. you a disservice. It does other people a disservice. Uh, and I think that right. kind of goes along with letting your imagination run wild. And if your imagination does run wild, put it to good use and write a film script. Yeah. Because it works much better there. Yeah. Good tip. Mm -hmm. We hope we have cleared up this week's reason. That is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. For more reasons you're single, check out our book available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audiobook on Audible. Our book's out right now in Australia, New Zealand, the UK, as well as the US. And we just found out it's going to be available in the Czech Republic on November 21st. Yes, it's called Stahl Single. And they changed their names to Laura Lanova and Angela Sparova, which it's weird when there's two vowels next to each other. I think it's our names just got a lot more sexier, a lot more Czech. That's for sure. Um, if you want updates on any of this stuff or just want to know what we're up to, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at your single show. Please like and subscribe on iTunes if you actually do like us. And thank you for listening to next week for a whole new show. Bye. This is why you're single. 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 That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>